Hello and welcome back to the NFL Abroad Podcast. In this video, we're going to give you our predictions for week 11 of the NFL. First off, we kick off with Thursday night football, a battle for the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens coming off a loss. The Cincinnati Bengals coming off a loss. Who have you got in this one, Manny? Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens in this one, I think. Um, I know they had a, a slightly disappointing loss against the Browns last week. Divisional, um, I'm not going to read into it that much. Lamar Jackson, we've said it all season, he, he has got interception and, and turnover problems. I think if that's if he can get that out of his game, then this Ravens team will be fine. Um, onto the Bengals side of the ball, I think they were just outclassed by the Texans in the end, and you know we really can't write the Texans off anymore. CJ Stroud, he is wonderful, um, MVP. Some some might say, but we'll, we'll talk about that at a later stage. I think so. The Bengals, yeah, they were disappointing as well, but I'm going to get the Ravens to bounce back this week. I think the defense will come through strong, and um, they'll, they'll get that win that they should have got last week against the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with pretty much everything you said. Really, last week the Ravens did struggle on offense again. We've seen it numerous times this season. Uh, turnovers are the problem for the Ravens at the minute. They can't get out of their own way. And for the Bengals, it's the same story last week. There, I think Joe Burrow threw two interceptions in that game. He played phenomenal, except the two interceptions that just cost them the game. To be honest, it could have gone either way against the the the, uh, the Texans. Bloody hell! Uh, this week it's a fifty-fifty toss-up for me, but I think that Ravens defense is just too elite. We know the Bengals' receiver room is, is banged up. And I just think, obviously, the Ravens have got arguably the best defence in the league currently. And I just can't see Joe Burrow on this team getting past the Ravens. So, next up, we've got the Browns against the Steelers. Um, I mean, we've just we've just talked about the Browns, to be fair. They got a massive win last week against the Ravens. Um, that defence stood up strong once again. Uh, but big news in this week, Deshaun Watson, he's out for the season with that shoulder injury. So... I mean, I still think they're going to get to the playoffs, but I don't see them going all the way now. Um, they've got some seriously big playmakers on that team, but without Deshaun Watson, I feel like they're going to struggle. Um, we're probably going to expect PJ Walker to come into the game, but I think the Steelers' defence will handle him all right. Um, the Steelers, they've got problems on offence as well. Uh, they've looked a little bit more improved as of recent, but it's going to be a battle of the defences. I think the Steelers have probably got a little bit more quality and stability under Kenny Pickett. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, but I think they'll go big this week, and I think the Steelers will beat the Browns. Yeah, I mean, as we saw earlier in the season when Deshaun Watson was out, PJ Walker came in and you know did a he got the, got the team by, he got them picked up a few wins. You know, he's nothing special. He wouldn't have won the game against the Ravens last week. He wouldn't have made the same plays that Deshaun Watson made. And you know what, a fair play to Deshaun Watson. He played through that shoulder injury, which actually a broken bone in his shoulder. He played with it since the first quarter. But this week, obviously, they're coming in with a backup quarterback. Um, but for me, I'm still taking the Browns in this one. I just expect Miles Garrett, the doggy Miles Garrett, to take over this game. Uh, it'll be a nasty matchup, an AFC North matchup. We know, how, we know how aggressive they can be. I expect to see a lot of penalties in this game, but I expect to see the Browns to come out in a very low-scoring game, giving Miles Garrett with at least two sacks. Moving on then, the Miami Dolphins taking on the Las Vegas Raiders, who, let's be honest, have looked pretty decent in the last two games. They've gone... Two wins under the new coach now, um, but this week it's not going to be enough. You know, they've had that new momentum with the new coaching staff, but when you come up against a team like the Miami Dolphins, who are arguably one of the best in the league, you're never going to be able to outscore to a tag of Iloa and that offence with Tyreek Hill. And there's rumoured, in fact, that Devon Aichan might be back this week. and he's been training again. He's been activated off IR. So if he's back, that's a huge boost to the Dolphins team that is already super, super strong on offence, and I expect this one to be a Dolphins landslide victory. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a type of game for the Dolphins that they usually do pretty well in. They usually do pretty well against the sort of 
worse teams. I do think the Raiders have been a little bit more in form recently. Um, that defence, that slightly worries me. I don't think they're going to be able to stop this Dolphins team. Uh, not many teams have, have slowed down um, to it and that offence. And I wasn't aware that HN was released off IR this week. That's a massive uh, boost for the Dolphins. I think from what we saw in the opening few weeks, he was, you know, a lot of teams couldn't handle him at all. Um, his stats are pretty insane, to be fair. So look forward to seeing him. <clears throat> I think um, everything that you've said, I completely agree with. I think the Dolphins will win this comfortably. And um, yeah, they'll slap this Raiders team. So next up, we've got the divisional matchup. It's the Lions against the Bears. Both teams coming off wins last week. The Lions, um, they, they had a very high-scoring affair against the Chargers. And the Bears beat the Panthers by just a few points. Um, I don't see anything but a Lions win this week. I think they've just got too too many weapons um, for, that, for that Bears team. I think the Lions will put up a fair few points this week. I've not been impressed by the Bears all season. I think the defence will struggle. Um, the only positive thing I can probably say about the Bears is that Justin Fields is back. Um, not sure how much that's going to make a difference. Um, I actually met a Bears fan not so long ago um, and he had a Niners jersey on. That's how bad the Bears are doing. But I guess that sums up the Americans. Um, so yeah, give me the Lions this week. Uh, David Montgomery, he had a huge game. He's going to go huge. Um, we could talk about the weapons we have done all season. So yeah, I think it's going to be the Lions pretty convincingly. Yeah, I mean, we watched the Lions last week and it was a, probably the best game of the week, if not one of the best of the season. Jermaine Gibbs and David Montgomery both had huge games. And Amon Ra St. Brown as well, he was standing out. Obviously, it was an absolutely huge game. Um, and, you know, they looked just such a dominant team, especially on offense. And I think with this team, they've, this, like, when, if, you know, the, if the offense slacks, the defense is playing out the skin and vice versa. So it's a very well balanced team in contrast to the Bears that, you know, they've not really got going all season long. They've shown games where they've looked like getting right and then just stumble, can't get out the own way. Uh, like I said, if there's a small positive it's this week, it's that Justin Fields is back and he's got now, sort of, what is it, seven games to prove himself now for this Bears organization. Otherwise, they're undoubtedly going to be selecting a quarterback in the first round of this year's draft. We know they've obviously got two two very, very early first-round picks this season. So it's up to him, really. If he, can, if he performs, they can you know draft elsewhere. And if he doesn't, they'll look into someone like Caleb Williams or Drake May. But for this week, I'm going to give it to the Lions. In what I think is going to be quite a close game, just because it's divisional. But in the end, the Lions are going to come out on top. Next, we come on to the AFC South matchup. Oh my god, every game this week seems to be divisional, but it's a Saints, ta Saints, Jaguars taking on the Titans, sorry. Um, you know, the Jaguars got absolutely battered last week uh, by the Ravens? Uh, the, Niners, the, Niners, the Niners. The Niners, wasn't it? The Niners, <coughs> they got absolutely battered by the Niners. Uh, the Texans, the company, they were sort of humbled by the books last week. Um, so the, both teams to be looking to get right this week, but I mean, let's be honest, we think the Jaguars are a playoff contender and the Titans and a bit of a rebuild at the moment. Uh, we're hoping to see glimpses of Will Levis's talent again this week, but in my eyes, the Jaguars team is far too strong, far too good on defence to to, put, to allow the Titans to score many points. And you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be wanting a bounce back game after his poor performance last week. So I'm going to take the Jaguars to absolutely smash the Titans. Yeah, it's definitely a bounce-back game for the Jaguars this week. Um, <clears throat> they were fairly disappointing last week. They only put up three points, which I was shocked. Um, I actually thought, and I actually fancied the Jaguars, and they got completely blown out, and I was completely wrong about them, uh, which was a surprise, considering the form that, that they've been in that, uh, and the, what the Niners have been in. But I guess injuries and players coming back can make a massive difference. Um, as you said, the Titans, they got humbled by the books. I thought that would happen. Um they just struggle um, against the pass. can see it happening this week. I think Trevor Lawrence will go huge in the passing game, and I, th I don't think the running game will be too bad either. 
Um, I'm not a fan of that Titans defense, and as you said, they are in a rebuild, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look into it too much. But this week, I think the Jags uh, comfortably beat the Titans. Next up, um, a very disappointing Packers, in my opinion, against um, the Chargers, who seem to find form and then lose it. It's um, it's a different story week in, week out for the Chargers. Um, I'm still not convinced by Brandon Staley, and I don't think he's the man for the job. Um, <clears throat> and Justin Herbert, I don't know what that man's going to do to win a game, because he was absolutely phenomenal last week um, against the Lions and fell short once again, like they have done for most of the season. They fell short by... Just a few points on many of occasions, but you know when you've got players like Keenan Allen that are going for well over 100 plus yards, um, I think you you stand a pretty good chance this week against the Packers. Um, and it might be it might be time that the Chargers, you know, if if they win this game, they might kick on and gain some serious momentum. I think they will win this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be as easy as what some people might think, but I do think the Chargers will beat the Packers. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there with that one. I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Both offenses are going to come in firing this week. I mean, we know how good that Chargers offense is. It's just the defense. They seem to be letting them down time and time again. Untimely penalties as well. That seems to have cost them this season. And I agree with you. Brandon Saylor is not the man to take this franchise forward. But however, this week, they are going to have too much firepower. For the Packers, who, you know, they're a very young team, very young coach. And, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of... They, stop, they keep getting a bit of momentum and stopping, and it's a bit like we don't really know how to rate this Packers team. But I'll tell you something, I'll rate them below the Chargers. Jordan Herbert, he's going to have an absolutely huge day again. Keenan Allen, he's going to have a huge day. And Austin Eckler, last week, he seems to get going just a bit better than he has done so far this season. I hope to see him kick on again this week in the running game. So, yeah, give me the Chargers to beat the Packers. Next up, then, we have that man, CJ Stroud, and the Houston Texans taking on Kyler Murray. In his second game back at the helm of the Cardinals. I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, you know, two two young quarterbacks, if you, if you want. Um, who are sort of looking to prove themselves still. I mean, obviously, we know CJ Stroud has been arguably the best pure passer in the league this season. And uh, we know how good Kyler Murray is with his legs. It's going to certainly be a battle of the offences, I think. Um, but this week, I'm going to have to stick with my man. My favourite player in the, in the league at the moment, that man, CJ Stroud. I've got so much confidence in him. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's so, so good in the pocket. And even rolling out the pocket as well, he's not half bad either. So I'm going to take the Houston Texans to beat the to beat the Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to start with the Texans, but I don't know where to start. Uh, I mean, I think it's probably got to be with that man, CJ Stroud. I can't, he's had two interceptions in 10 games, Pin. It's just... The guy is a genius. Um, his yards per game aren't bad either. Um, and I think he's certainly up there for a top five quarterback. And he's playing like he's been playing in the NFL for years. Um, could he be MVP potentially? Well, he certainly could be for me. I mean, obviously we just talked there about the, the interception start. just thrown two in the season. And that is impressive in its own right. Um, but, you know, as a, young, as a young player, a rookie, you kind of sometimes see offenses adapted to just a short, short passing game where they're not turning the ball over but they're not making big plays at the same time. But with CJ Stroud, he's doing everything. Like you said, he's got the second most passing yard in the game and, and I saw the least interceptions. I mean, I don't understand how he's doing it. He looks fantastic every single week and there's nobody in the game right now passing the ball better than CJ Stroud. You're not wrong. The guy's brilliant. He's such a joy to watch. And uh, and this Texans team, is to be fair, they look completely changed from, from last season. I mean, they've gone from 3-13... and 13, to five and four, they're positive for the first time in many years, um, I believe. Um, so, yeah, and I see the momentum continuing. To be fair, uh, the, Can- the Cardinals had a, a bit of a shot win against the Falcons last week. Um, you and the Cardinals, in terms of 
putting a little bit of money on the line doesn't seem to be going well for you this season, to, to my knowledge, Pin. No, no, I mean, well, obviously the first time better than to win, and they cost me a big a big fortune, and last week I bet on the Falcons, and they let me down for a big win, and it was that man who ruined my bet, Terry McBride, the second uh, round pick at tight end for the Cardinals, 131 yards off for eight receptions. It seems that Kyler Murray coming back in has certainly fired him up. He's obviously battling, um, what's his name, the other big tight end in Arizona, Zach Ertz, and I mean, yeah, his first breakout game uh, of his career really last week, 131 yards, eight receptions, and if they're going to sort of get a win in this game, it's going to have to be through that man again and through Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, so I guess the Cardinals fans can thank you for, for that win last week, Ben. Um, I suppose if you if they want you to bet against them uh, every single week, then then I suppose you, you might not be willing to do so, but you know it depends if they want to pay you or not. Uh, but yeah, the Texans, give me them give me this week. Give me CJ Stroud. I think D'Amico Ryan's the work that they're all doing, those guys together. Fantastic. I see the momentum continuing. And I think they might even sneak a, a, a playoff spot, but I don't want to get too carried away. Right, so moving on, we've got the Panthers against the Cowboys. And I don't really think there's that much that we need to say about this game. It's For me, it's probably going to be a repeat of what we saw last week for the Cowboys. An absolute blowout uh, in their favour like they did against the Giants. Uh, the Panthers, a team that's just not really got going. Bryce Young, I know he's had his, his injury problems, and I, I think he was on concussion a, a few weeks ago, um, or towards the beginning of the season, I should say. So he's not really, you know, had, had, had any sort of um, momentum behind him. Um, I think he struggled. I think the Panthers are struggling, but they are in a rebuild. Um, I think they'll be a better team next year. So, um, yeah, I think that's all they can really. That's all I can really say about the Panthers in a positive way. Um, so yeah, give me the Cowboys. It pains me to talk about them so positively, but yeah, they're going to slap the Panthers this week. <laughs> well, I certainly hope you're right, but I know we said that earlier in the season against the Cardinals, and look how we fared in that game. A, a shock upset, but obviously I can't imagine it happening twice this season. In this game, I'm honestly, I'm honestly worried for Bryce Young. I mean, the Cowboys have got one of the best, if not the best, pass rushers in the entire game. Mike Parsons, uh, Lawrence, the, the all the all defensive line, they're just stacking up on sacks all season. And obviously, Darren Bland, he's already got three pick sixes on the season. So it's going to be a very, very difficult game for Bryce Young as a, as a young rookie. That defense is going to com- confuse him all game long. And that scares me. I just can't see the Panthers really putting up any points. And then we said all that, and he turns to the offense. CeeDee Lamb, the first player in NFL history to have three consecutive games with 10 receptions for over 150 yards. He's one of the best receivers in the game right now, unquestionably. And they're, they're firing now, the Cowboys offense. I think they're ranked fourth in league in offense and third in defense. It's like, pff, there's not a weakness in sight for the Cowboys. I expect them to absolutely blast through the Panthers this week. Again, I think it could be another 30-40 point differential in this one. But I will certainly enjoy watching it if it is. Next up down, we have our NFC East rivals, the Commanders, taking on the New York Giants. It's what is arguably one of the worst games of the week, if not by far the worst game of the week. But with that being said, Sam Howell does lead the lead in passing yards despite having the worst defensive line in football. So, you know, we might get a good few points in this game. I hope so. I mean, at the very least, we want to see points on the board. Um, but for me, the Giants' offense has been performing well as of late. Obviously, last, last week was an anomaly against a very good Cowboys team. But generally speaking, the Giants have been have been playing well on defense, and I think they could, you know, I think they could upset the, the Commanders here. I know a lot of people have written off written off the Giants this season due to you know not having a quarterback really. Danny Tommy DeVito, sorry, is is in at quarterback, and it's hard to have any optimism behind the Giants at the minute. But we do know they quite often have the Commanders Commanders number. However, 
I've said all that, but I'm still going to take the Commanders in this one. I just think, you know, Sam Howell is going to dominate uh, the Giants in comparison to Tommy DeVito. So yeah, give me the give me the give me the Commanders in a boring field goal affair, really. Yeah, I mean the Commanders they're nine and a half point favourites this week, so that tells you everything that you need to know. I'm, nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Jesus, that is a lot. Well, I, I'm not lot. even sure I'm. I'd touch that myself. I don't think I would touch that myself, to be fair. I know it's the Giants, but yeah. Um, the Commanders, they, they kept it close last week against the Seahawks. I'm not sure if that's because the Seahawks keep every single game close or if because they're genuine, genuinely all right. I don't know. It's, they, they traded away the best two players a couple of weeks ago. I thought that was the season done. And they've, they've won it. I mean, they, did they beat the Giants a couple of weeks ago? They played the Giants? Oh, no, the Patriots, sorry. It was the Patriots they beat. Um, and then, they've, and then they, they kept it close against the Seahawks, like I said, so... I don't know, there is positives there for the Commanders. I don't think they've completely rolled the season off as we first, or as I first uh, thought so. Um, the Giants, I just think they're better off tanking the season now and trying to get Caleb Williams. Um, I don't really... You, you've found more positives about the Giants than I have. I know that for a fact. Um, <laughs> you've definitely... I know, you probably you probably watched the game in more detail against well, the mean, Cowboys last week. I thought it would be a bit of a snooze fest because of the differential in points. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Giants won this... this um... This game in in October, so fourteen to seven the score was in that one. So, looking at pr- previous history, you know the, the Giants have got a chance, but obviously this time without a real starting quarterback, so it could be a very different story. Mm, I mean, at seven to two, you you might fancy your chances. I'm not sure. I don't think I would personally. Um, I'm going to have the Commanders this week. I, I just trust Sam Howell more than than what the Giants have got a QB at the moment. They've had more QBs this season than I've had hot dinners. I think. Um, Genuinely, just the Giants are just so poor. Um, not really got much positive to say about them. So, yeah, give me the Commanders. I, I do think it'll be close, but yeah, I think they'll. I think they've just got a little bit too much quality um, in comparison. Next up, then the 49ers against the Bucks, and this certainly would have been the game of a week a couple of years ago. But the Bucks have just been. I mean, they've been fairly disappointing all season. I know they got a little bit of a bounce back win last season, uh, last week. Sorry, against the Titans. Uh, which I didn't expect. Um, they threw the ball well. Uh, do I see that happening against this Niners team? Pfft, absolutely not. Um, they wiped the floor with the Jaguars. Now that they've got everyone back and everyone healthy, I can't believe how much it's changed them. Um, I mean, I was personally in the camp of sort of writing them off a little bit, um, but they certainly proved me wrong. Um, they, they were just phenomenal last week. They didn't put a foot wrong. The defence, they've had a chase young. I, I don't think it's fair, really. The amount of quality that they've already got on defence, and then they can add someone like Chase Young. Um, how do you beat this Niners team? I don't see the Bucks getting anywhere close. Um, I think the Niners are better on both sides of the ball. It was a shame last week, Christy McCaffrey didn't get the touchdown record, but I certainly don't think the Bucks will slow him down this week. Give me the Niners pretty convincingly. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on this one. The, the, the 49ers were absolutely dominant last week against a much tougher opposition than the Buccaneers this week. And like I said, that defence now, the, the pass rush was backfiring last week. Follow forty nine. We've got Chase Young on one side and Joey, Bo- not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa mm-hmm. on on the other side. And it's like, geez, how do you stop that? Um, and obviously that sort of covers up a lot of the a lot of the flaws they've got in the secondary uh, down there in San Francisco. But on the offense, they were back to firing ways again. Trent Williams, he's got to be the best offensive tackle in the league, even at his old age. He's got to be like 37, 38 now. But he does it as good as anybody in the game. And yeah, it was disappointing to see Christian McCaffrey not get that touchdown record, but I think he'll get back on the board this week against the Buccaneers. Again, I don't, I don't understand really how how the Buccaneers can even beat this 49ers team. How you can even contemplate them beating this team? I think Baker Mayfield is going to be under pressure all game long, and we know what happens when Baker Mayfield under under pressure. 
he turns over the ball. And that's what's going to happen in this game. The 49ers are going to dominate the time of possession and the offense is going to do its thing and get them through this one comfortably. Next up then, we move on to the Buffalo Bills taking on the New York Jets. Obviously, we saw the Jets beat the Bills on the opening game of the season. It'd be difficult to see them doing something similar this time. I know Zach Wilson was shocking again last week. He couldn't get the job done for the Jets. And, they, and every time the Jets win, it's from it's through the defense, uh, which could have been a, could have been a possibility a couple of weeks ago. But the Bills sacked their offensive coordinator this week. Ken Dorsey's gone and out of there. They've got Joe Brady now as interim offensive coordinator. And I just think this this game it's sort of like they've sacked the coach. Josh Allen's going to want to prove it's not him that's a problem. It was the offensive coordinator. Same with Brian McDermott. They're both going to be trying to prove themselves as. You know, it wasn't our fault. It was the offensive coordinator. And for that reason, I can see the Bills' offense firing this week. The defense is, you know, is going to do a good job against Zach Wilson, who's, you know, very, very poor. And he's got a very, very poor offensive line as well. Um, so I just can't see the Bills conceding many points. And I just think this is one of, one of those games that Josh Allen comes up with every once in a while where he blows everyone away with his performance. Even against one of the best defenses in the league, but he's going to blow everyone away, have a huge game. And, uh, yeah, prove he's still one of the best of the games. And this comes this week after after Trevon Diggs has been trying to get his brother Stefan to the Cowboys. He's, he's calling out the Bills organization for underutilization of, of of Stefan Diggs, which, you know, I'm not going to argue with him if he's coming to the Cowboys, but hopefully that'll put a fire under under Josh Allen and the Bills organization. So give me the Bills in this one. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think Stefan Diggs is probably going to have a massive game this week then, uh, alongside Josh Allen, like you said. Um, yeah, they, they, they've obviously got rid of their offensive coordinator, um, as you said, and I just think, like we saw at the Raiders, I think it could be it's going to be one of them games where everything just starts to fire. Um, we sort of saw it earlier in the season when the Bills played against the Dolphins. Everything they did on offense was pretty much perfect. Um, I mean, the Jets lost last week against the Raiders. Um, I feel like I did call that in the upset of the week. Um, I'm not sure even I believed it at the time, but it happened. So <laughs> um, yeah. the, the fact that you can't be the, one of the, well, I think it's the second worst defense in the league. The fact that you can't put up more than 12 points, I don't think it, I think that's all they got last week, the Jets. Um, Zach Wilson's just that's not the man for the job, is he? Um, everything else seems to be, seems to be all right. He seems to have everything else that, you know, that, that he could need or want, uh, including an elite defense. But I think they'll get found out this week yet again. Um, the, Jet, the Jets have just been so disappointing. I think they planned so much um, around Aaron Rodgers and obviously he got injured in week one. So I just don't see where where the wins are going to come from or even the points right now. Without points, you're not going to get wins. So I, I agree with yeah, you. Well, I, go on. Yeah, I was gonna, just going to mention that there is rumours circulating that Aaron Rodgers is aiming to return for mid-December, really. Um, and if this, if this is the case, then obviously the Jets are going to try and find a couple of wins before he returns, really. So when he does return, they can sort of put, like push on for a playoff march. But obviously, in that interim time, Zach Wilson's got to do his job and the offense have got to do his job and get him into a position where he can take them to the playoffs. Well, yeah. I mean, I made a playoff picture up a couple of weeks ago and I had them in the seventh seed, but I don't see them getting close now. Uh, there's so many more teams that, that look a lot better in, in both sides of the ball. Um, so maybe he'll prove me wrong but I don't think he will the the bills are seven and a half points favorites for a reason um and I think they get past jets fairly easily to be fair by by a fair few points as well so, yep. so next up then we've got the NFC West matchup the Rams against the Seahawks um it's going to be a big matchup to be fair pretty interesting matchup um the Seahawks they seem to just keep every single game close which you know that that they play in they kept it close last week 
against a poor commander's team, really. Um, they're not great by any means. <clears throat> and I think the Rams are coming off a bye. I don't. Yes, yes, they are. The Rams are... And um, Matthew Stafford is expected to return this week as well for the Rams, which will be a, a welcome boost for them. Certainly will. Um, that's a massive thing that they'll, they'll certainly need him back this week. Uh, they've struggled, really. We watched them against the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. Um, where he where he picked up that injury and you could tell that he wasn't right. So it was fair to fair to be rested against the Packers um, just before the bye and they only put up three points. So they certainly need Matthew Stafford this week. Um, I think it's a toss up really. It could go either way. Uh, I'm not sure which which way to call it. I've been thinking about it throughout most of the day. Um, I think the Seahawks defense. I like that young defense. I think it will shine through. Not sure I trust Geno Smith as much as um, Matthew Stafford right now. But it just depends which Matthew Stafford comes back. Um, I mean, could we even see Carson Wentz in this game? We'll we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, both teams have got good weapons on offense. I think it's so tight; it's it's pretty much uncallable. But I'm going to go for the Seahawks. I think they're the more formed team right now, um, and they'll get past this uh, this Rams team. Well, I'm disagreeing. Give me the LA Rams. Give me Matthew Stafford. He's coming off injury. He's going to have a big game. Puka Nakori has been quiet a little bit of late and Cooper Cup especially has been quiet. These players, one of them anyway, is going to have a huge game in this one. We know the Seahawks like to keep it close and I think it's going to go all the way down to the fourth quarter and in typical Matthew Stafford form, he's going to lead them down the field and the LA Rams come out with the victory in this one. Again, I think coming up a bye, Sean McVay's going to have worked his magic with this team, you know, dialed up a good few plays that he's going to call in this game. And, uh, yeah, I just think the Rams... I just, with the Seahawks, I just think that the record just far outshines them, really. I don't think they are as good as the record. They've had an easy-ish schedule. And I just think the Rams are going to get right this week now. Whether it's Carson Wentz or, or uh, Matthew Stafford, who does take the most of the snaps, I just think, I'm just going to take the Rams. I've just got more confidence in them at the minute. I don't, know, I don't really know why. It's just something inside me is telling me, take the Rams in this one. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Then on Sunday Night Football, we've got the Denver Broncos taking on the GOAT of the moment, Josh Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings. Josh Dobbs is arguably the best quarterback in the league right now, uh, unbeaten with the Vikings. Uh, and honestly, this, this game is a real toss-up for me now. I wouldn't have been say- Well, I would have been saying that a couple of weeks ago, but for a completely different reason, because both of these teams are awful. But the Broncos are coming to this off a three-win streak, and uh, the Vikings are also on a bit of a win streak, I believe, uh, with Josh Dobbs. And there is the possibility that Justin Jefferson returns as well. So honestly, this this game could go either or either which way really. But I'm actually going to take the Denver Broncos to, to continue their good run of form, and I can't believe I'm saying that. You know, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, sorry, he's actually playing pretty well at the moment. He was under pressure all night uh, against who they played the other day, the Bills. But he just rolled out the pocket, mm-hmm. the Bills. Yeah, that was it. But he just he just managed to find gaps in the pocket and roll out, roll left, move up, and he was just creating plays from nothing really. And obviously, we saw that elite play from um, Cortland Sutton in the back at the end zone. And I think this game is going to be a huge scoring game. I think it's going to be all wide open all game. But for some reason, I'm going to take the Denver Broncos. And I trust Russell Wilson more than Josh Dobbs, even though Josh Dobbs is in scintillating form. He certainly is. Um, I mean, the Vikings are on a five-win streak. Josh Dobbs, he's 2-0. and zero. Um, I said it in a video earlier in the week. I'm not sure he even knows his teammates' names, but he certainly knows the playbook. Um, and it pains me because it were against the Saints last week that he... It, that arguably won pretty comfortably. I know it got sort of a bit tight and a bit cagey towards the end. Uh, but in that first half, they were up by 20 points, I believe. Um, and that Russian touchdown that he scored, it, it was just embarrassing to watch. I mean, 
for, well, from a Saints point of view, from an NFL point of view, it was just it was so it was a brilliant play. You, you've you've just got to appreciate what he did. I mean, he duped absolutely everybody on that Saints defense. Um, I mean, I was screaming at my telly. It's probably why I've still got a bit of a sore throat right now from screaming at the TV. But um, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd have only been screaming at them in real life as well yeah, if I if I got a chance to go there. Um, but yeah, the Vikings. I just can't look past the form right now. Um, they won the last five. I think they're uh, in a playoff spot right now. I think they're in the seventh seed. Um, do I see it continuing? I want to say yes, but I don't think it's going to be that easy. Um, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, this would have been a bit of a bore-off, but it's looking like a, a decent matchup now. Both teams are in form, like you said. Um, but after what I saw last week against the Saints, I'm going to have to take the Vikings. Um, I really am. I think Josh Dobbs, I think the momentum continues for him. Um, I see him going 3-0. and zero. Um both defences are a bit shaky. I think the Broncos are the worst defence in the league. The Vikings aren't much further off. But if Justin Jefferson's back, then I'm going to take the Vikings to beat the Broncos. So, final game of the week. Prime time. Quarter past one in the morning for us, Payne. It's unfortunately... It's Tuesday as well. Oh, Tuesday night. I do apologise. It is Tuesday night. Uh, quarter past one. We're not going to see it because we work. It's the Eagles against the Chiefs. Now, nah, I mean, what a game to miss. This It's... It's such an L, isn't it? Um, I'll... Well, the Super Bowl rematch is on at quarter past one in the morning. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, probably, I say we'll stay up and watch it. We're just not going to, are we? Let's be honest. Um, the best, no. I think it's the first seed against the first seed uh, in the AFC and the NFC. I'm pretty sure they're both the first seed right now. Um, both records are phenomenal. Both teams are brilliant. Um, I've seen the Eagles play more than the Chiefs this season. I've actually been more impressed with the Eagles. And I think they've beat some better teams um, the Chiefs, they, they they were looking a little bit shaky a couple of weeks ago when they lost to the Broncos. Um, I think they shook that off, though. Uh, they're, they're back to normal. But I, I genuinely, I don't know which way this matchup's going to go. Um, I'm struggling. You, you might have to help me out with this one, to be fair, and I might have to listen to what you say, but well, you're going to have to help me out. It, it, it's such an uncalled matchup. I'm literally the same, but if you are, keep changing my mind on this one because the Chiefs seem to get even better when they play good opponents and it's always the case you saw it in the Super Bowl last year how good they were I don't think the Chiefs team is as good as it was a year ago um, but at the same breath Jalen Hurts is banged up, banged up for the Eagles so it could really go either way uh, I think the Chiefs have got a slightly better defence than the Eagles right now but both are no no no, no mugs by, by any means uh, it could literally go either which way uh, and obviously my heart's telling me to take the Chiefs here you know if the Eagles lose this match Obviously, they've got to then play the Cowboys later in the season. All of a sudden, the Cowboys are back in the hunt for the, the NFC East. But the thing is, I don't believe that's going to happen. I think the Eagles are actually going to find a way to win this one. To be honest, I just, I just been like, just when I watch them, I'm more impressed, especially on offense. Um, but then it is Andy Reid. It's so it's hard, isn't it? Game. I mean, this might. I mean, this is probably going to make things even harder for you. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm taking. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles in a Super Bowl revenge game. Jason Kelsey gets one up on his brother. She, he sends Taylor Swift home crying. <laughs> if he's there. Give me the Eagles, baby. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it because um, I certainly wasn't, <clears throat> or maybe I was. Um, but yeah, I think I'm probably going to go with the Eagles as well. I really wanted to go against you and go with the Chiefs, but the Eagles have just impressed me more. Um, they beat the Cowboys. A couple of weeks ago, I think that was a statement victory. Um, the leading that NFC I mean, they East. Got lucky. Well, some might argue that they got lucky. Some might argue that they were just a lot better than the Cowboys. 
But I'm not one of them people. They well, did I've get got... lucky, to be fair. Well, I've got a question for you, actually. I don't know how the referees are actually going to officiate this game because the, the referees are certainly in favour of the Chiefs and the Eagles in every game they play. So it's difficult. Like, which side are the referees choosing this one? I mean, I guess it's whoever's got the deeper pockets, really. Well, I mean, either that or it could be a tie. I think that's probably going to be the fairest way for the yeah. officials to do it. Um, yeah. So Maybe they'll call it an even game this time. True. So, overall then, you're taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles as well. Philly Eagles. Going to be, what is it, 9-1 and one on well, the season? I don't It will... I think it will be 9-1. Something nine like one. that, 8-1, 9-1. Something like that. Could be, you know, it will be 9-1. and one. Or the Chiefs can go 8-2, and two, so... Going to be a big matchup. Hopefully that one. Yeah, well, that's everything for this episode of the NFL Abroad podcast. Thank you for listening or watching, and catch us next week for more predictions.